Hello. Welcome to Creepy Kentucky. I'm Quinn. And I'm Laura. And is there anything we would like to talk about on this miserably hot day? Which is also the 4th of July. <laughs> um, no. I don't think I have anything. Yeah. Anything just, you got? Uh, just miserably hot. Yes. I mean, yes. like, uh, that's all I do. That's all I do anymore. Yep, same. It's it's so hot. It's so hot. It's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. I wish I it hate, was so hot. I hate this place. It's so hot. <laughs> at work well i mean i would do that even if it was 10 below but you know oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah oh they found a gift card for me that was two months old in the safe oh yeah that was that was sweet that's nice (laughs) that was thoughtful because i didn't need it any of the other two months so no that's fine that's fine if you hear any rustling around, it's Spectre. He snuck into the Oh, well, let's see what his opinion is. Of course, he like I he assume he's, opinion, yeah, I'm like I can't hear it. Yeah, I assume he's reading it because he can't hear it. <laughs> he's reading lips. I don't know. Someone asked me once if we he knew sign language. Ah. <laughs> like, um, of course he does. No. <laughs> No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> He's a cat. <laughs> He's a cat. Yeah. I mean, I don't listen to you anyway. So. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> if he doesn't listen to you, he's sure as fuck not gonna watch what your hands do. Right. Right. Okay. Well, now that we had some laughter some and let yeah. I'm on to this next bag of sad here. Oh no. I'm doing just a couple of Kentucky's missing people. Oh, no. Well, that's good, though. Yes. Yes. Um, Some of these are children. Kind of a grab bag of sad. Um, The first one I'm going to talk about is Anne Gottlieb, who went missing on June 1st, 1983 from Louisville. Uh, She was born May 5th, 1971 in either Russia or Ukraine. It was one of the two. Um, but they moved to the United States and settled in Louisville in 1980. Okay. She was fluent in both Russian and English. Okay. And she had red hair, gray eyes, and freckles. Oh. Right. She sounds like a she cutie. Sounds, she sounds adorable. That's what I was thinking. She sounds adorable. She does. So, June 1st, um, it was the first day of summer vacation. Uh-huh. Uh, she took a bus to the Jewish Community Center to play okay. tennis with a classmate named Rachel. Okay. From there, Rachel's mom took her home to her apartment on Gerald Court, where okay. she then rode her bike to her friend Tanya's house. Okay. Uh, Tanya's family was also a Russian Jewish immigrant family. Okay. Uh, they watched TV until Anne's mom called for her to come home. Mm-hmm. Tanya rode off, rode partway with her friend. Um, yeah. She rode with her to the Brashford Manor Mall. Oh, oh okay. You know this one? No, no, oh. but I know where Brashford Manor Mall is. Um, 
And as the girls parted ways, it was the last time Anne was ever seen. Oh, no. Which uh, reminds me of Without a Trace. I don't know if you ever watched that one. Uh, it came on after CSI. And it was like CSI, but with missing people. Oh, wow. And they always had this visual at the beginning where they showed the person going missing. Yeah. And it's like them going off and then just vanishing. Yeah. And it always freaked me out and stuck with me. Yeah. Like, the fact that someone could just go, just vanish like that. Right. Um, so Anne's mother, Lunila, got concerned when her oh, daughter yeah. made it home. Yeah. And she walked to the mall and found uh, Anne's bike leaning against <sighs> the pillar. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. The kickstand was down. Yeah. But the kickstand didn't work. And that is something that Anne would have known. Right. She would have known that her the kickstand on her own bike didn't work. Right. Um, the initial investigation brought out a couple witnesses. Um, two teenage girls said they saw a man drag her into the drainage ditch near the mall. Oh, no. Um, police called up volunteers to search the area. But I found mean, nothing. did they? Did they just? They're old. There's this girl getting dragged into the drainage. Just do do. Like they later is... failed the polygraph. So, oh, okay, that answers your question. <laughs> okay, um, I was getting ready to say doodly do. Got it. Doodly do. Weird. Um, a 34 year old woman said yeah. she saw a man grab her in the mall. Uh huh. She also failed a polygraph. Oh, God. Yeah, people people suck. A lot of liars over there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, three funny. days after she vanished, a bloodhound um, with the police yeah. at the drainage ditch. Yeah. The trail led to an open window at Fountain Square Apartments. Oh, really? Oh, the, okay. The window yeah. was... Belonging to the apartment of Esther Okmiansky, yeah. who just happened to be Tanya's grandmother. Weird. Her friend's grandma's apartment. Really? Uh, yeah, weird. Esther told police that Anne had never been to her apartment. Okay. And the FBI concluded that the dog had just been distracted by the scent of Esther's cooking. Okay. <laughs> Nobody else is cooking, just Esther's. Just Esther. Yeah. Really like that morphed. Well, it's that good Ukrainian cooking, you know. Oh yeah. Well <laughs> maybe that dog just loves borscht. Like, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I just thought of this. Maybe Anne was what Esther was cooking. Oh <gasps> saying that, but Ooh. the dog's handler, Sergeant Malcolm Deucer, disagrees. He thinks that it's an awfully big coincidence that the dog wound up at a friend's relative's house. Well, yeah. I mean, the vast majority of crimes are committed by people you know. Right. That kind of crime. So, you know. Well, former county detective Joe Anakin, who worked the case. Joe Anakin Skywalker? It's A-N-N-E-K-E-N. Anakin Skywalker is working yep. there. Still, oh, yep. <laughs> <LMPD>. <laughs> uh, he thinks that Anne left Louisville willingly. His evidence to back this up um, 
someone said they saw her crying under a tree and and told them that she couldn't fit in. Oh, well, she clearly had friends, though. Right. Like, right. she clearly had, like, her little friend Rachel she played tennis with and her little friend Tanya. Yeah, so she had friends. Yeah. Um, a teacher told police that Anne had been upset because nobody had come to her birthday party. Oh, well, okay. Anne had written a short story for school about a character that was sad about being forced to move with their family. Okay. Which I can totally get that. Yeah. Oh, it ended with, quote, back to nice old school, back to nice old friends, back to home. That's the best part of it. End wow. quote. Mm-hmm. Okay. And lastly, she was reading Still Missing at the time of her disappearance, which is a book about a woman whose six-year-old son gets abducted and she finds his bike leaning against a wall. Okay. But Anne's friends and family all said that that was all just a coincidence. Um, Ruth Rosenbaum, Rosenblum, a resettlement coordinator with Jewish Family and Vocational Services, who helped the Gottlieb family in their move, mm-hmm. said that Anne's anxieties were normal for her age. Well, yeah. Yeah, she sounds pretty, like, she sounds pretty typical. Right. She actually like she actually sounds like she's doing really well because I feel like a lot of kids in that kind of situation would just be in their rooms like all fucking day. Yeah, and not, not really not, talking oh, to anyone. I'm gonna go play tennis at the Jewish Center and then I'm gonna go hang out with my friend Tanya and then maybe get cooked by her grandmother. <laughs> I hope not, but you know. Uh, also in the May issue of the school newspaper, right. which I was a part of for a hot second in middle school, <laughs> um, and talked about being excited for an upcoming family trip to Michigan and Canada. Oh, yeah, that does sound cool. Right, <laughs> yeah. I would love to go to Michigan yeah. and Canada. Yeah, really. Especially uh, today. <laughs> right. Right. We'll escape the cold. Yeah, really. Then certain things that are legal in Canada that aren't in the U.S. But moving oh, on, yeah. uh, her parents were went on TV with yeah. then County Judge Executive Mitch McConnell. Oh God! Begging for her safety. Yeah. Um. Oh it, man. I know. Oh, that's that's definitely the way to ensure that she's not safe is showing up with Mr. Yeah. Khan. Anything involving Yertle. Yertle, yeah. <laughs> A $15,000 reward was offered um, in today's currency. That would be $44,020.48. I mean, not to be left, not to be sneezed at. Not to be sneezed at all. Um, and throughout 1983, they received 186 tips. Okay. Uh, July 4th, hey, um, a call came that Anne was at an abandoned house on Blue Lick Road being held by a cult. Uh, oh, Inspector has something to say about that. Um, yeah, I bet. No such house existed. On July 6th, a call came up. In about a fresh mound of dirt at Long Run Cemetery, which is from a groundhog. 
Um, July 11th, a professor reported a story that one of his students had written about torturing a red-haired girl. It was discovered that the student in question was Tanya's neighbor. Oh. And upon questioning, he said that it was just something dramatic to impress the teacher. Uh, He did end up passing a polygraph. Oh, okay. I was... Well, I mean, it's not like as Seinfeld says, it's not a lie if you believe it. Right. Like if you convince yourself, you can pass all sorts of polygraphs. Exactly. It's unfortunate that they didn't have quite the, uh, you know, forensics that we do today. Right. But it it sounds like even the forensics we have today wouldn't help with this. Because it seems like she was just gone. Yeah. Um. if she, it depends on whether she had been taken to the guy's apartment or not. Right, or if yeah. it, it, it depends on a lot of things. Like yeah, she could have just like ditched her bike and snuck it into the window of her friend's grandma's house. Right, because she didn't want to go home or something, you yeah. know. Yeah. Or someone grabbed her. We'll never know. If we had like the CCTV, yeah, exactly. Like, the cameras and stuff would have helped, but yeah. Beyond that, I don't think there's anything yeah. that it's could also have felt weird. It's- no, yeah, probably not. It's also weird to me that they got a bloodhound out there on day three. Yeah, instead of day one, that's the first thing I would have done. Was been like, oh, let's get a bloodhound out a, there. Let's get a bloodhound out there while the trail is still, you know, really fresh, and hopefully we can pick something up. Right. Who knows? Uh, January. Oh, then they should have. T- what about getting a second bloodhound? Because right. you know, if you know, if the second bloodhound had gone in the same direction as the first one, that would have been more. Well, some of the notes I read said they had just did the one, and some of them I read said they did it twice, oh. and I wasn't sure. So I guess it was better to undersell it. Yeah. Um, but some have said that uh, the dog did it twice. Oh, okay. So, um, January 1984, they thought they had a potential suspect. Okay. A man had broken into an officer's home, stabbed his 13-year-old daughter, Ooh. and tried to rape her. Oh, jeez. He was obviously arrested for this. What's up? Um, oh, Lord. But it went nowhere. Um, however, not a suspect at the time was Gregory Lewis Oakley Jr., who lived a block away from Anne's apartment. Gregory had worked as a veterinarian in Alabama, Uh but had lost his license when he was convicted of assaulting two girls, ages 12 and 14, so right around uh, Anne's age, Yeah, and injecting them with narcotics. Oh, God. In 1982, he got a job as a meat inspector for the USDA, which meant he had a badge and access to slaughterhouses. Oh, God. To make things even more suspicious for Gregory, he was at the Liberty National Bank, located inside the Brashford Manor Mall at the time and went missing. Oh, Okay. And he left right after, he left town right after 
he was at the bank. Um, He said he left town after business after he took cash out at the bank. But there was also no physical evidence tying him to her disappearance. Now we'll put him on the back burner for a sec. A popular theory was that she had been abducted by the KGB because, of course, right? Um, Some of the evidence that makes people think this is that her father has started working for the Bechtel Petroleum Incorporated. Yeah. Which was part of the Bechtel Group. Yeah. <laughs> which has ties to the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> this I mean, with the- nothing to do with me personally, unfortunately. No. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> um, this paired with the fact that the FBI was immediately involved with her case Oh. Is what led many to believe that the KGB was involved. Oh. Um, however, the case faded into a cold case until 2008 when authority- wow. authorities announced that Gregory Lewis Oakley Jr. was to blame for her disappearance. <sighs> what a bastard. But he has been arrested in 1984 for that raping and stabbing right. of the police officer's daughter right um they questioned him about Anne when he was arrested for this but he denied involvement and in june 1984 he was convicted of burglary attempted rape and sentenced to 30 years however he was paroled in 2002 for medical reasons and died of lung cancer in alabama i hope he was in a lot of pain a lot i hope so too in September 2008, Oakley's former prison mate told police that Oakley had admitted to killing Anne by injecting her with Toluin, which is a painkiller a veterinarian would have easy access to. Police say with the evidence they have, um, they could convict him of murder wow. if he was still alive. Wow. The case is still active and Anne's body has never been found. And her parents still hold on to the hope that one day she will be found. Aww. That's Anne Goblin. I would like to think she would too, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I, yeah, I don't think that's in the realm of possibilities at this point. No. Oh, that's sad. I know. But well, I mean, at least like I mean, like I hate to say at least he got off he got into prison for some time for something like even if it wasn't her or her murder and it's a shame that he died before they could mm-hmm. like get anything out of him like where she is or yeah exactly like the truth yeah but that's if he that's if he was even involved because mm-hmm. he might not have been and we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, the next missing persons. Okay. We have Heather Teague. Okay. Who was born April 25th, 1972. And on August 26th, 1995, police got a call from Tim Walthall. I think that's how you say his last name. That he had just seen Heather Teague sunbathing on Henderson Beach. He was watching her through his telescope, yeah. which is a little creepy, 
But kind of thankfully he was watching at this point because while he was watching, a man came out of the woods, grabbed her by the hair, and dragged her into the woods at gunpoint. Wow. Imagine seeing something like that. I mean, beyond like having that happen to you, just imagine seeing like something. Seeing that. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, what the fuck do I do? Now, I personally would have called right away. Oh, yeah. You would think, right? He waited 45 minutes to call police. Okay. Probably because he was ashamed to admit that he was, you know, being a peeping Tom. Yeah. Or a peeping Tim. Yeah. (laughs) Truly. He described the man as a Caucasian male, about 23 years old. He looked about six foot and looked like he weighed about 210 to 230 pounds. Okay. Now Heather was tiny. She was five foot two and about ninety to hundred pounds. And also had scoliosis. Uh-huh. So her spine was curved. Right. Uh the abductor had a brown wig and a bushy beard. He had on jeans, no shirt, and a mosquito net. Police searched the area but could only find part of her swimsuit. Mm. That is all that has ever been found of Heather's. Wow. After she disappeared, police pulled over Marvin Ray Dill for a routine traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Mainly because he drove a red and white Ford Bronco, which mm-hmm. Tim had said he saw parked next to her car at the beach. Okay. During this traffic stop, police found two guns, two knives, Duct tape, rubber oh. gloves, rope, and brown hair that looked like it could have been Heather's. Wow. To make matters worse for him, they found blood stains on the inside tailgate. And he looked like the composite sketch made for the abductor. Mm-hmm. They also received several tips pointing towards him in August of 95. So police decided... It was time to bring him in for questioning and showed up at his house to bring him in. Okay. When he was told the police were there, he asked his wife to leave the house and shot and killed himself before police could ever enter the house. Well, okay. I think we may have solved the case. Another. Or or have we? Another possible suspect is Christopher Belto. Bello. B-E-L-O-W, below, but I don't think it's below, you know. (laughs) Christopher Um, Below. (laughs) Christopher (laughs) Below. Uh, He was a Henderson, Kentucky native, and he is currently in prison, serving 11 to 18 years in prison for the involuntary manslaughter of Catherine Fetzer from Medina, Ohio. Her body was never found, but he pled guilty and and confessed to shooting her. He is also a suspect in three other disappearances. Uh, Mary Cushto from St. Cloud, Florida. No, not St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh Uh, Shailene Farrell from Pequa, Ohio. And Christina Porco from Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Wow. All these women had the same... Typical look, um, dark hair and small framed, 
five foot and about 100 pounds. And he was known to be in the area about the time that Heather went missing. Um, and he left about the time Marvin committed suicide. Hmm. Okay. Police believe the two men may have worked together. One grabbed her and the other had the getaway car. Mm. But he has not been charged due to lack of evidence. Yeah. Let's okay. Heather Teague. I told oh, you this gosh. was a grab bag of sad. I am so sorry. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but um, the next is Alice Faye Jefferson. She was born April 30th, 1954, and disappeared around January 1st, 1975. Okay. She was last seen in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, where she lived with her husband, Lee Andrew Jefferson, who was a soldier that was assigned there, and her two small children, ages five and six, of which Lee is not the father of. Okay. One day... Nobody came to pick the kids up from school, and they had to walk themselves home. Uh-oh. When they got home, the oh, door no. was locked, and they had to knock on the door for a long time before Lee finally answered, and he looked kind of disheveled, and he said that he had been asleep. Their mother was not there, but her car and her clothes were still there. Mm. Lee would not let them into their room. And a few days later, he packed up their things and brought them to their grandmother's, Alice's mom, in Little Rock, Arkansas, and never came back. He also never filed a missing persons report. And the parents called the police. But since it happened in a different state, the the Arkansas police couldn't do anything. So they tried calling the Kentucky State Police, who said it was out of their jurisdiction. Because so it was called, on an army base. So they called the Tennessee Police, <laughs> and they got the same answer. So yeah, it was on a military base. Um, also, this may or may not have anything to do with it, but I think it does. She was African-American. Uh, okay. So that may have oh, might yeah. be another reason yeah. why nothing got done. Um, yeah. Exactly. It took almost 40 years and her daughter Paula hiring a private investigator for them to get any traction on this case. Um, The army came in and said that they had opened an investigation, but it had gone cold. Okay. Paula and Alice's son Johnny believed their mother was killed by Lee Andrews. Well, yeah. (laughs) Um. Paula admits that her mother was having an affair and says that Lee was the jealous type of guy. He has not been charged and no remains of her have ever been found. But yeah, it sounds like he killed her. And I mean, he definitely knew what happened to her. He absolutely did. Yeah, at the very least, what you can say is he knew what happened to her. He says he thinks she just which ran off him, to Nashville with some friends. Which makes him an accessory. Yep. And I, I don't understand why she would run off without her children, without her car, without her clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, no. And then the final missing persons in this grab bag of sad is Kelly Holland Jr. 
He was born November 17th, 1975, and lived in Kentucky his entire life until he vanished on February 13th, 1982, at the age of six. Oh. He had brown hair, blue eyes, and was born with the cleft palate. Um, he had had it corrected, but he still had the scar, the surgical right. scar from it being corrected. So February 13th, 1982, there was a big snowstorm in Knotts County. Big enough for him to have a snow day. Ooh. Which exciting, right? When yeah, you're six exactly. years old, snow days are the best days. Yeah. Uh, he spent the Shit, day at when home. You're 16, those are the best. <laughs> when you're 30, <laughs> you're, 30. Those are the best. you're loving okay. snow days. <laughs> um, he spent the day at home with his mom, Judy Moore. <clears throat> Excuse me. And about 11 a.m., he went outside to play in the snow. And his mom told him not to leave the yard. Mm-hmm. And she kept checking on him. And around 4 p.m., she checked on him for the last time. And then she went to a neighbor's house to answer a call because she didn't have a phone of her own. That seems like a long time to be playing in the snow. I thought that too. <laughs> I thought that too. But, you know, I don't know. Um, when she got home, she noticed that Kelly was not in the yard. Yeah. Judy assumed that he had gone to a friend's house to watch TV. So she started making dinner. Okay. So she leaves. She comes home. The child that she supposedly left playing is not in the yard. Right. She assumes he's at someone else's house and not in his own house. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, around six, dinner was ready. So she went out looking for her son, but couldn't find him. So she ate without him before going to his friend's house to pick him up. Well, that seems shitty. <laughs> it was a little bit. I'm so I'm really suspecting this mom, but okay. They, they, yeah, she is a suspect. Um, when she got there, she discovered that her son had not been there at all that day. Hmm. She then went to her boyfriend's grandma's house to call the police, but no one would let her use the phone until midnight. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um. The family had started looking for him, and the police started their search at dawn. Oh, my God. Um, At first, the police assumed he had just wandered off, that he had gotten into an abandoned mine and frozen to death. Oh, jeez. But every search came up with no trace of him. Um, There had been several tips that went nowhere. His mother got a call from a girl in Arkansas that she knew Kelly from school, but then the girl's mom called on the phone and said her daughter didn't know what she was talking about. Judy and the family sent letters to all the schools in Arkansas and it went nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of Judy's sisters saw a gospel singer that sort of would have looked sort of looked like what Kelly would have looked like. So Judy called the group, but it also went nowhere. Mm. Um, Judy has also contacted daytime talk show host Phil Donahue and Montel Williams yeah, to try to get anything, but no. She has also contacted celebrity psychic Sylvia Brown for help, but nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Judy suspects her now deceased ex or Kelly's father um, and his disappearance. But his aunt, um, the ex Kelly's dad's sister, right, says it isn't possible. Like that he looked for that boy everywhere they've ever gone. He's looked for that boy. Um, in Kentucky, police have given Judy lie detector test after lie detector test. They have taken her back to the area that he disappeared from, tried to jog her memory. Um, she has even been taken to a hypnotist, but nothing has helped. Wow. And they're all still missing people. No trace. Wow. Of... Yeah. I Aww. apologize for that crab bag of sad, but the yeah. That last case is weird. It is weird. It's just, it's not just sad. Like it's it's very odd. Like the others, they just sound like we kind of know who. Well, except for the first one, but we kind of yeah. know who did it. We just don't have enough evidence to prove it. But this right. last case just sounds like the whole thing sounds really odd. The, the whole thing is just he just he just vanished. Vanished. But the whole thing is all like everything that supposedly happened to him is based on what his mom said. Yeah. So she could have like done away with him in the morning and just like sat around for a while and been like, oh, okay, it's time to get something beer. Like they had someone tell them that he was buried under her porch in the concrete of her porch. Uh, and they dug it up. Yeah. But found nothing. So. Well, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Not nothing. In They've not found anything from any of these people. Wow. I was going to add another uh, missing person onto this, but it seemed like it was going to take me down a rabbit hole. So Ooh. it's probably going to end up being its own episode. Maybe. Because I found a Discovery Plus series like about this person's disappearance. So um, it's only four episodes, but it's it sounded um, like too much of a wormhole to go into. Yeah. For a grab bag of sad episode. <laughs> the grab bag of sad. Yeah. Aww. Well, I mean something we gotta something you got to think about though yeah there are um, missing people everywhere and i got a lot of the information from like the well, at least the names from the charlie network oh yeah website for kentucky and i just scrolled through and clicked on some names so there's plenty left we're gonna have more more gbs <laughs> yeah i'm sorry guys GBOS. <laughs> i'm sorry or listeners g boss G boss. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's all I got. Do you have anything? I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I got absolutely nothing. I feel like we should try just, to do something I'm funny just, at the end of this. I'm just try. so I'm so <laughs> bemused by that last one. Like, right. I don't know what to even think about it because, 
like nothing about it makes it any like it just doesn't make any sense to me no it doesn't I don't like I'm just so bemused by it and befuddled because to me the only thing that makes sense was that the mom did it and even that's really kind of like not very likely right to me but you know but and I mean he stayed outside playing in the snow for like you said all five day. hours all day. Like no one does. No kid does that. You get cold eventually. Like, then you run and, inside. You take a hot yeah. shower or a bath or whatever. Then you right. go back outside. That's how you do it. Yeah. You go in, you, warm up, go back out. Right. You run inside. You have some like good soup or some, some like, hot, hot cocoa soup or some cocoa or something. You get all nice and toasty, and, mm-hmm. and you get maybe you just take maybe you just you know go to bed or huddle down on the couch and turn on the tv or the radio or whatever and you just take a nice nap and but you don't stay outside for four or five hours and like you don't like where was this neighbor's house that she went to like she just i don't think it just left her kid outside left her kid it's, outside it sounds like they didn't have a tv either and he would have gone over to a friend's house to watch tv yeah but I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but like, it's just, I don't know. It's so sad. It's so weird. It's sad. It's sad and weird and awful. And it, like, and I just, like, it's such a terrifying I, thing that a, you can just vanish. I think even in the 70s, like most of the time if you're a mom and you're gonna go somewhere you make sure the kid goes inside you may either make sure the kid goes inside or you take him with you mm-hmm. yeah i mean I like mean, hey kelly go inside mom's gonna go make a phone call when i come back we'll make it make that yeah like, I go, yeah i need to go make a phone call come with me real quick or like let's you can, you can go to your friend's house while i make a phone call and i'll right. come by and pick you up <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like something, not just. I don't know. That's just such a that man. I got so many questions about that. I know. Oh my goodness. I'll um I'll post pictures of everyone on the Instagram. Cool. Um, the Charlie Network has some good um like age progression photos. Mm. So what they would look like today. Oh okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. That's nice. All right. Well, okay. Have to go oh. to that and just look. That's sad. Yeah, that's, it's it's real sad. Yeah. See if there's anything that is even closer to us, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, we yeah. have an email. We do. If <laughs> you want us to do, I promise you that the next episode is going to be lighter in tone, except yeah. for one, except for one incident is going to oh. be lighter in tone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to be and the one that does the sad. I promise, because yeah, there's that. Well, I don't know. We got to talk about sad things some of the time, right? It can't be all lighthearted all the time. It we are partially a true crime podcast so yeah yeah 
like oh, my, uh, I haven't been a true crime podcast or a ghost podcast at all. So. Uh, my, uh, I can tell you, my Sim, one of my Sims, she's a true crime author. I've decided oh, that's her job. Nice. She's, yeah. She just writes nonfiction books and I title them true crime titles. Oh, she's the Anne Rule of the Sims. She is. <laughs> Sage French. Sage French. Oh, that's Sage French. Yep. All right. Well, if you want to send us an email and tell us how annoying we are or uh, we are. give us ideas, whatever, I yeah. promise we'll answer. Um, Probably. It's... We may not do it because I told that one lady we were going to do that McGoffin County Orphanage and we never did. We're working we on said, it. We may not do that. <laughs> we will listen. I'm yes. Um, creepykentucky at gmail.com. Yeah. And we also have a Twitter. Twitter. And an Instagram. Instagram. And those are both at creepykentucky. Woo. Woohoo. Um, yeah. Um, who are we? What the hell? Like, I say Mitch McConnell just because you mentioned him, but you know. <laughs> He might need a what the hell. This yeah. the entire state of Kentucky. Yeah. Like Kentucky. What the hell? Yeah. 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 Kentucky. If you just get a what the hell, our entire state. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we are. I think we ought to after our uh, everything. After everything our, our trigger laws. Um, yeah. I'm not, we'll not delve into that too much. Oh, yeah. Because I'm just going to get angry. Yeah. Okay, so Kentucky in three, two, one. Kentucky. Kentucky. What, what the, the hell? Hell. The hell. <laughs> <laughs>